0: Listener Production. Okay, here we go. He is ice cool in moments like this. Oh, the big fella runs back into heavy traffic. Let him go. Oh, he knocked the headgear off him. This is unbelievable rugby
1: league. Big show coming up on Footy Talk, the dawn of the Dolphins. Gordy, what a day it was at Suncorp.
0: And something new in rugby league. Wayne Bennett not liking the media, not getting on with the media.
1: Oh, you've <laughs> got to love on. it. And welcome to your Monday edition of Footy Talk. Emma Lawrence and Gordon Tallis. Gordy, round one, done and dusted. And the four Queensland teams got victories. Does it get any better?
0: Yes, and three of them were rank outsiders. (laughs) So, obviously, Brisbane going to the foot of the mountains. The Titans up against the Tigers at Leichhardt, the new era of the Tigers. But probably the best win was the Dolphins yesterday to go against who I believe are the premiership favourites in the Roosters playing for the Arthur Beetson medal. It was a great day, great day for Rugby League to watch Dolphins. I know that they're 75 years old, but to watch Brisbane, Queensland come out to support uh, the new franchise, over 30,000 people there, all decked out in their red and white. uh, It was a great day for Rugby League, great day for Queensland.
1: They didn't just turn up either. They were so (laughs) loud. I was on the sideline there and... That was one of the best days of footy I've been to in a long time. Obviously origins there are another level, yeah. but in terms of club footy, I, I felt very privileged to be there on the sideline.
0: I got home because I was talking to my wife and she and, and she is what was it like? I said it was the closest to origin in yeah. Queensland that I've that I've ever been involved with. You know, like I I wasn't at the Broncos first game. I wasn't at the first state of origin. I wasn't at a lot of first games, but I said for me, I don't think there's been a first Team or first game um, in the NRL where it has turned out like that. It was amazing. Uh, obviously, they want to be known as the Dolphins, but they can't drop the Red Cliff. The Red Cliff chant uh, went up, and the red and white, like uh, the sea of red and white. I thought it was fantastic. Like they go there, Dan Ganae, and a couple of times through the call, just put their hands out, and the crowd was carrying the radio for us, it it was, um, I think it was a special day, I'm so glad that I went there, a bit like the first ever Broncos game, I think there was 17,000 people there, if you ask there's like 4 million, the (laughs) first ever State of Origin, I reckon there was 20,000 people there, there was 5,000, yeah 5 million, this is one of those games where there was only 30,000 there but in, you know, 10 years time people go, oh mate, I went to the first Dolphins game Mm -hmm. and it'll swell because it was such a great day and the way the Dolphins, played for each other, like Kafusi was on another level. I don't think I've seen a back row try to afflict so much pain at the right time, you know, mm. like if they come out of the blocks and they got all the emotions and they've had a pump-up speech, but the game was going for 25 minutes, Roosters had the hand, it was, you know, 12-6 to the Roosters, and then he just rose and he hit a couple of his old teammates in Brandon Smith and you could hear him squeal come through the radio, and that was the moment, I believe, because when we spoke about it before, one of the Dolphins had to set a standard, and that was the standard. Mm -hmm. Right there and then, that's the standard moving forward. I thought it was absolutely fantastic. Uh, Tabuai Fado at fullback, Marshall King was brilliant. It was a great team performance, uh, a master strike from Wayne Bennett, not turning up to the trials, not building up any game. It was all about round one. Yeah, but how do they go around round two now? So I know that Wayne would have brushed that off, swept it under the carpet and onto, I think they play the Raiders at KO Stadium. Correct. Which is already sold out.
1: So on the sideline after the game, they were celebrating almost as if it was a finals match. And Jared Wallace had looked at the camera at one point and someone filming on their phone and said, they said we wouldn't win a game. They said we wouldn't win a game. And the celebration was just incredible. But then a few minutes later... Wayne walks out through the tunnel, fans trying to, to high-five him. He just had a little cheeky smile.
0: I saw that, And photo. it was
1: just, it just understated, just so Wayne, just taking it all in, not making a big deal of it.
0: Oh, Talk me through no, no, the no, Wayne... he, he's, I don't know how he does that. Yeah. I don't know how he can sit there like a cardboard card. <laughs> he, I'm telling you right now, he is backflipping. Yeah. Inside. But he doesn't he's... show it. He's just... No, he's got this ability just to turn off, but he, no, he was, I saw that, he's he's excited <laughs> as he's ever been, but he's got to keep a lid on it because yep. if he thinks, oh, that, and you know, and if that's their motivation and if that's, whatever motivates you, if it's us against the wall, if it's us versus them, if it's, you know, they said this or they said that, whatever it gets you to play like that every week, keep on drawing on it, but more importantly, you've got to be working really hard and get that inner belief.
1: One thing I certainly have missed as a reporter is our post-match media conferences with Wayne Bennett. This was his <laughs> first one back for
0: 2023. How was that, Wayne? Yeah, not too bad. <laughs> <laughs> you, were, you were coaching in 88 when they beat Manly. 88. Who remembers that? Well, we all do, Wayne. How does it does this compare? Yeah, of course it compares. I mean, you know, the Broncos were game one. The Dolphins are game one. You know, no one gave us a chance, no one gives us a chance here much today. Yeah, it's, it's terribly significant. I mean, one of the most difficult things is to, is to get that first win because it just settles everything down. And, um, so a loss here today would have put us under a hell of a lot more pressure, and a loss back 36 years ago would have done exactly the same to the Broncos. Is that the standard, Wayne, for the Dolphins now? Is that where you build this club from? Are you still looking for me? <laughs> You're yeah. here. Hey? You're yeah. here. Well, I went to Cairns. You looking for me. Watch out. <laughs> I, t- I texted you. Well, I'm not sure I want to answer your question, mate, because you haven't had the decency to wing me about it, so. Oh, God. Wayne, I was... Well, you guitar? made me a headline over it, for, you know, because... I did you, ask you where you were. Well, no, because you didn't, you didn't bother to ask me where I was. And you went on your little trip and, had your say, well, you know, you can't just give it, mate, and not take it.
1: So, Wayne, isn't it?
0: That's Going, fantastic. That's, I love
1: that. I love it. I think that's uh, Travis
0: it. Maine, right, so... The newest franchise, you think that he's gonna be nice to? Wayne will eat him up. Whoa, whoa, whoa. And Wayne's just got this power over him now. And then whatever he writes, Wayne will Wayne will make a headline out of him. It's weird, isn't it? It's the way it works. It is good to have him back when he's in that mood. Like I remember sitting with Wayne on so many occasions, and a journalist asked him a question. He goes, Worrying? worrying's like sitting on a rocking horse. You can do it all day and it gets you nowhere. (laughs) I'm just like, where did you get that one? Like, I was surprised with some of the stuff he's come out, but he just, I think he wanted to put that guy on notice, Travis Mayne, so he did.
1: Wayne is, um, he's one of a kind, that's for sure. And tonight, uh, Dawn of the Dolphins comes out as well. So it'll be interesting to see, Wayne. I saw little promo clips on social media and Wayne speaking about the fact that he's such an introvert and didn't really want to do it and didn't want to give a bit of himself to the public but eventually realised that in this position well, he's the in, he's going picture, to have to. a not So, look, like,
0: Wayne has shied away from that mm. generally, but he says he does. But just on that, so Wayne, one day I said, oh, Wayne, he goes, well, well no one wants to hear from me. I said, well, why did you write three books?
1: <laughs> I, I, why did I've you write read, books? Uh, if no one, one wants to actually. hear what you've got to
0: say, don't write books. It's good. I've
1: read one of them. The Waynes.
0: (laughs) Don't let the music die. Yeah, that one.
1: I've read that one. It's very good. Anyway. I haven't
0: read any of them, but I I will one day when I have trouble
1: sleeping. (laughs) Uh, Let's move on to the Roosters. (laughs) You said at the top of the show, Gordy, you tipped them as your premiership favourites, and I don't think anyone expected them to lose that game yesterday. Traditionally, they don't start well, and that's just their style. Trent Robinson gets them up for the back end of the season. But was that performance concerning at all? Have we put too much hype around the Roosters this year?
0: No, I don't think we have. And when we got to the ground, the Roosters are generally slow starters. Mm. So now that's five losses out of six years or whatever, I think. You know, you don't want to keep on going back and back and back. But they've only won once in the last five years in round one. So generally they're slow starters. They want to build into the season. They think that the bigger picture is finals. They believe they've got the roster to play finals. Totally different to a Craig Bellamy, where we don't lose round one, you know, mm-hmm. and maybe die at the end of the season. He, Robinson's got this belief that he wants them to, to, to peak at the end of the year. So I don't look at it and judge the Roosters on that performance. I think it was all about Redcliffe. I think Redcliffe were absolutely brilliant mm-hmm. So yes, I thought they tackled their way to victory. The three tries that the Roosters got come off a bit of luck. So they weren't you know, as clinical as you'd think a premiership favourite team w- were, but it meant more than the to the Dolphins yesterday to get off to a great start. They were under pressure at times. I didn't think that they had that much steel on them, but the Dolphins do, and it was a great win. It was a... You can look at the... Roosters, but yesterday I think was all about the Dolphins and how they played.
1: Mm. You don't really want to be creating headlines early because I went. I remember back the year that Teddy and Kronk went to the Roosters. I was at their very first game. It was at the old SFS and Teddy had just come from the Tigers and the Roosters were playing the Tigers and Tigers beat the Roosters and the headlines were, you know, Teddy and Kronk not gelling and then two comps later, there you go, they rub it in everyone's faces. Yeah,
0: so do you know what? I was thinking about it. On all the performances that over the weekend, I'm not sure whether anybody would have beat the Dolphins there yesterday, mm. the way they played. They were into the battle. They worked really hard. The moments, they won the real big moments,
1: mm.
0: you know, against a quality football side. Tedesco, you ever go, oh, well, he was off. If there's no pressure, if no one's in his face, he's not off. If Kiri doesn't get... Knocked around, he's not off. If Walker doesn't get knocked around and run over in attack, they're not off. If Brandon Smith doesn't get his rib cage rattled for, from like Kafusi, so they're four big players got their cages rattled yesterday. You know Lodge plays with a fracture in his face because it was a it was a really tough drag him out, beat him up game, and that's how the Dolphins had to play. They knew what they had to do, and they dragged him to a level that I don't think the Roosters were comfortable.
1: How concerning is that injury for Lodge, given that Jared Warrior Hargreaves, he's tough as, but he is dealing with in his 17th season, I think, of first grade, a number of, as most players do, ongoing issues, you know, back, hammy, that type of thing. How concerning right. is it to have... The Roosters
0: will be right. The, the way Lindsay Collins, that was a shining light yeah. yesterday. He was outstanding for a big guy so early in the season. Lindsay Collins was fantastic. They've got enough in their roster. Mm-hmm. They have, Didn't they just sign Dylan Napa for this situation?
1: He's on a, yeah, train and trial so, so, deal, so they can so call
0: there's. So the, the Roosters have enough talent. Yeah. They have enough players. Let's not go down that rabbit hole that the (laughs) Roosters don't have enough talent and they're struggling for players. Let's not even open that can of worms.
1: Up next, we'll delve into the Titans win over the Tigers. (laughs) All right, let's get on to your Titans, Gordy. A win first up, what did you like most about that performance over the Tigers? Uh,
0: you go to Leichhardt, tough place to win. Mm-hmm. I don't care what time of year or where the Tigers are, it's always a really tough place to go, and especially with the dawn of a new era and um, watching from round one, Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday, it was going to be about defence, and that's one thing that the Titans haven't been good at for long periods of time. But I thought they defended really well against the desperate Tiger side, and You know, with their new recruits, I thought the Titans, the the shining light was their defence for 80 minutes, working really hard for each other. Kieran Foran and Fafida combined a little bit, which we knew that someone like Kieran Foran, you know that he's going to use that Ferrari. So I thought there were some shining lights, um, but, you know, they'll get better and I'm sure the Tigers will. But the pleasing thing for the Titans were the way they defended for the 80 minutes.
1: A lot of talk for the Tigers about Apikorosau. Naturally, again, Journalists want to create a headline. Api Korosau is their marquee signing, their new captain. He comes off the bench. Mind you, he has been battling a calf complaint. Yep. What did you make of that decision?
0: He'd come off the bench for Penrith.
1: Mm. Exactly, in the grand final and they won.
0: (laughs) So... That's the right ploy. So coming off a calf injury is fatigue. It's an old man's injury. Do you want to burn Appy Coruscant up, throw him out there in round one? He's only going to play 60 minutes, you would imagine, with the checkered preseason, with the way he's been used for the last few years. Appy is a great player. So much deception around the ruck. Does he play the first 60 or the last 60? It's a toss of a coin. There's no different To keep him out of that early onslaught, round one, Titans, big forward pack, Tino and the boys running at him, I thought it's the right ploy. I probably would have made exactly the same decision. I don't know all the answers, but you talk to the physio, you talk to the doctors, and you go on their word. And if they say, listen, Appy's only going to play 50 minutes, I don't want him to do all the tackling in the Mm. first 20 or 30 minutes. I want him to come on when the game softens a little bit and slows and comes on and uses his skill instead of using all of his petrol up early, just making tackles. I thought it was the right decision.
1: Luke Brooks also had been battling a calf injury, so didn't get to play in the trials. What did you make of his performance?
0: They were a bit clunky at times too, I thought, uh, the Tigers. And it's a new spine and they haven't played a lot together. Like you just mentioned Tedesco and Cooper Cronk. Mm. <laughs> you know, not gelling in their yeah. first ever game and look at the players that they are. So, you know, you think it's going to take time and there's new coaches, there's new voices there. So, And I think Brooks, I, you know, I feel sorry for how many headlines he gets Mm. for all the wrong reasons. But, you know, there's other players. There's another 16 at the Tigers that we could all talk about.
1: It'll be a narrative all year whether they like it or not. But Tim Sheens and Benji Marshall, uh, there were already some rumours circulating about whether or not they're seeing eye to eye. But in the coaches' box, it was Benji who had the headset on and seemed to be sending the messages down and calling the shots. Do you think... That's something...
0: Well, Wayne Bennett's never put a headset on in his life. I don't see Craig Bellamy with a headset Mm. on either. So you can read whatever you want into it. Coaches are coaches. Coaches coach through the week. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday... And the great Wayne Bennett said to me that if your team's not ticking by Thursday, you can't change. He mm-hmm. said to me one day probably three times in his coaching career that he knew that the attitude was off on Thursday. He's been able to turn it around in the last captain's run. But if it's off when all the hard stuff's done, it's really hard to switch on. And game day, he goes, you cannot change it. You cannot change. <laughs> A speech at half time, he goes, probably once you've used, that's that sparked him. So... So he they knows on game day. No, no, they are they are helpless. You see Craig Bellamy blow up and turn mm. and then he's got to walk down in there calm and say, listen, boys, what about the process we've done? So if you talk to Melbourne Storm, yes, yes, he does a spray, but it's three times a year. Mm. The other 60, 80 times he's talking to them, it's just really calm and about the process and, you know, whether it's before the game, halftime and after the game, you know, you've got to be calm and get your message clear. Clear, crystal clear. So I don't read into it. The coaching merry-go-round now or it's assistant coaches do the coaching. What does a head coach do? It's moved on from one voice. Mm-hmm. So if it's three voices and whoever delivers the message, Benji's not delivering the message to mm-hmm. the players. The trainer that it goes to. You know when you do the Chinese whisper and you all talk and by the end <laughs> the person's <laughs> got to repeat what was first said? <laughs> I don't think the message is clear. And I know from from like our point of view – when I was playing, the coach would come down and sometimes the trainers don't even give the message. They don't believe in it. Kevin Walters or Gary Belcher or Craig Bellamy were the runners at the Broncos. The message didn't come out. The message was all about that. Or Alf would say, we've got it covered. We don't need that.
1: Are you saying with Wayne, you said Wayne knew by the Thursday if they were going to win yeah. or not? Yeah. So he can tell. He knows. On oh, no, our
0: attitude. No, no. He, yeah. he Winning's won on Sunday, but then, but then he would know what the attitudes like at training, and he knew that he couldn't change it. Right. He's. It might be now with the new breed, but all the old guys back in the day, it's ha- It's the work they did on Tuesday and Thursday, mm-hmm. and then you'd come to the captain's run. But he knew that if the attitude was a bit poor, that he couldn't turn. He couldn't change it in the captain's run to get it right for the next day.
1: Yeah.
0: That's what he said to me once, but you don't know. He could have changed his mind. Who
1: knows? Who knows with Wayne, but I tell you what, it is good to have Wayne back in the NRL. It was
0: great, wasn't it? It was a great day yesterday. Well, what a great weekend. Yeah. I think since I've been watching rugby league as close as I have, I think it's the greatest weekend of football I've ever watched.
1: Wow. That's a big ball. Well,
0: golden point. The next game, the Warriors could have went to Golden Point. the Broncos and Penrith could have went the golden point. Then the games on Saturday had their own stories. And then yesterday, the Dolphins and then the tie, it, It's If you're a rugby league fan, no matter. And I think that every team has a chance. I think it is going to be a real close competition. I think you got to turn up with everything swinging on that day. And it proved with the Roosters up against the Dolphins. It epitomized what the competition I think is going to be like this year. The wooden spooners, the people that no one thought were were going to win rank outsiders up against a premiership heavyweight and they got beaten. They got outplayed everywhere.
1: Well, one thing is for sure, you're going to have a great week because the four Queensland teams won. So,
0: I said in the call, we need a fifth Queensland
1: team. No, please, (laughs) don't start that. Absolutely not. Hey,
0: beautiful one day, perfect the next.
1: It was beautiful up there. I don't mind. Suncorp is great. I hate to admit it.
0: You'd hate to admit it, but you're right. Yeah, it, it is. great. <laughs>
1: All right. You enjoy your week up there in the beautiful, sunny Queensland, Gordy, and we'll see everyone next week for another Monday edition of Footy Talk.